0: Welcome to the Coffee with COVID-19 podcast. My name is Patrick Rolfe, and this is an ongoing media project where we use conversations with some of the leading entrepreneurs and thinkers within the coffee industry to try to understand a sustainable way through living together with our new reality, COVID-19. Everyone, we're back with episode seven here at the Coffee with COVID 19 podcast. Where our search and what we're trying to do is to identify and learn how professionals within the coffee industry have been reacting, acting, and is now living together with COVID 19 as our kind of new reality. And we're super happy to have Lem with us um, from Black and White Roasters, all the way from the US. Which is actually the first person on this podcast from the US, so we're super excited to see what he has to to bring to this conversation.
1: Uh, how are you, Len? What are you up to? I'm doing good, man. Uh, having a cup of coffee, relaxing. I'm actually a lid, uh, but yeah, doing good. Oh, that's
0: super nice. What which coffee are you drinking? Side note, but still interesting. This is El Eden Geisha.
1: Um, it's, it's pretty delicious.
0: Fancy stuff, yeah.
1: Floral, sweet, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's how you like them, no? That's how it should be your
0: coffee. So um, I want to bring this conversation back to the beginning, as we always do in this podcast. Um, We want to hear, like, what was your first reactions? How did you hear about COVID-19? And what was the kind of emotional um, and also, like, as a business owner, um, business approaches that you took with that first kind of announcement?
1: Um, Well, I I heard about it back in uh, I guess November, December, and um, I was concerned about it because I'd spent quite some time in China. So the first thing I did was uh, reconnect to my WeChat to check on uh, friends and uh, students that you know I taught just to see uh, how they were doing, how they were impacted. And um, I, I, when I start started to see cases pop up in the U.S., I guess that was um, uh, February. Um, we didn't know like the extent of it um, because, uh, well, one politically, you know, I'd hardly to kind of downplay the situation, but um, just seeing how it affected China um, and Asia, I was uh, I was I was worried um, that it was going to be pretty pretty hard on us, especially as a company because we had just started um, our third cafe. In December. um, Our second cafe was open in the summer of last year and we had just moved our roastery into a bigger space in December as well. So in February I was I was kind of concerned and then um, when we had our our lockdown we we wanted to leave it up to our staff if they wanted to um, continue to work through the uh, pandemic through the uh, shutdown the lockdown and uh, everyone except one, we have uh, 33 employees. Everyone except one decided they wanted to, uh, to work. So we came up with a strategy to keep them safe in, in that process. Um, we came up with a separate online curbside menu. Um, so folks could go online, order coffee, uh, food, and we would bring it out to their car. And that, that worked. Um, and yeah, so we implemented a lot of like, uh, safety measures for our staff and in the cafes. Uh, no one was allowed in the cafe other than employees. And, um, then we started to notice a spike in our online, uh, retail. So that actually helped a lot because, uh, two of the cafes were down probably 80, 90% And we were able to rotate that staff into production in the roastery to uh, help keep up with demand for uh, online retail. Um, And we basically did that for three, four months. And then we were able to allow folks to come into the cafe um, to order, but um, we're in phase uh, two right now where folks can come into establishments uh, at half capacity. But again, we left it up to our staff if they felt comfortable and they didn't. So we don't allow customers inside uh, the store to sit. They can sit outside, but now they can come in and order. Uh, we have to put up like uh plexiglass uh, shields. Uh, we're not taking cash right now. We're only doing contactless and uh, credit cards, uh, debit cards. Um, and, uh, and and it's worked, it, it's worked out pretty well for the past few months.
0: So you would like, first of all, I wanna commend you for for it seems to, how you've been treating your staff is, is pretty amazing, right? Where we've been having a lot of, and again, no right or wrongs here, right? But this is the first time I actually hear someone that is, basically starting with the staff in that sense. As in, like, you're asking the team first, what are you guys okay with? I think it's a lot of, as being a business owner myself as well, it, I, we've seen different reactions, but it's quite easy to stress out um, in, in this, these kind of situations and not think staff first, right? So that's amazing to hear that you're able to uh, to kind of do that, right? And when when you're saying, so, like, you guys doing fine now, that, that means that you guys are basically, like, like floating and okay covering costs, um, but how how far are you from from prediction from for this year,
1: so to speak? Oh, <laughs> um, well, a number of things have happened because of COVID. Um, so when 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 the lockdown happened and and folks were trapped at home or couldn't go to work, uh, a lot of businesses started to lay off a lot of people. Um, and some things have happened in our industry, in, in the coffee industry, that, um, well, it, it some businesses have acted irrationally, um, and the layoffs um, have, have been a, a way of um, other folks in the industry to speak up in uh how things have been how they've been treated in the industry and some companies have uh have done some things that are weren't really scrupulous so uh, a lot of cafes when they were allowed to reopen uh they looked at some of these companies and said well uh you guys don't really align with our ethics so they started to leave certain groceries in the us and um, they actually came to us um so uh Due to COVID and some political issues in the U.S., um, we've actually had a number of wholesale accounts uh, come to us and uh, really appreciate what we've done in the industry, even before black and white coffee roasters, both Kyle and I. And now with, with our roasting company, they, they've come aboard. And that's, I mean, our wholesale has increased uh, after, the, after the, the shutdown has increased a lot. And um, we've we've done really well this year compared to to last year. I think uh, we're probably up a hundred fifty percent from from last year as a, as a company, and that's really great. It's allowed us to uh, continue to refunnel that that a lot of that money into our staff, hiring more people uh, on the team, um, and, and 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 I think that's what it's all about. I mean, when we Approached our staff in the beginning if they wanted to continue to work. Uh, a lot of them have families and they and they had to work, so we wanted to be able to provide that opportunity for these people um, to to continue, continue to work and make things as safe as possible for them. Uh, and I think uh, having our cafes in these certain communities that um, have have embraced us, they really appreciate uh, that kind of respite from. Um, COVID, from political issues, they were able to come to the cafe and still have that kind of morning ritual. I'm going to get coffee. Okay, I can't sit inside, but I still can get my coffee, my muffin, or my bagel. Um, and they really appreciated that. So even after the lockdown, we, we started to see the two cafes that struggled are starting to come alive again. We're starting to see more wholesale accounts uh, come alive again across the U.S., um, and we're doing really well compared to a lot of companies um, during the lockdown, during the pandemic, uh, both here in the U.S. and abroad. So um, I think we're doing we're in a really good position.
0: Well, I mean, first of all, that's absolutely amazing to hear. right? I think you and together with, with Kelowna that we recorded with previously as well are kind of the first ones that uh, kind of really spin this off to something positive. And, and I always like to stress also personally where it's, it's COVID-19 I mean, let's face it, no one wanted this. It's been devastating in so many ways. Um, and, you know, a, a life without it would have been better. But for, for some companies and through some processes, it's been um, almost like an amplifier in terms of, and I'm quoting Kelowna this now, the companies that had their shit together before COVID-19, treated their, their staff right, uh, you know, were ethical, all of that is gonna benefit them, as you mentioning now as well, going into a process like this, right? Whereas the companies that obviously didn't have that in the past, that's just been been so much clearer, right? And I think we see, you know, both within the specialty coffee industry, but also, um, as I had a conversation with others as well, the transition between, you know, people, I can imagine a lot of people normally going to Starbucks in the States are actually now going to your local coffee shop, right?
1: Yeah, um, they're still going to Starbucks. <laughs> okay. fair, fair enough. But I mean, yeah, we we um, one of our big things that we decided a year ago was to uh, focus more on community, and um, we wanted to make um, uh, build coffee shops in communities that uh, were lacking that kind of gathering spot uh, around this this incredible product, you know, um, and we're, we're starting to see that that was actually a great decision because, um, you know, you guys don't know nothing about where we are, but Roseville is like this, uh, this, this culture where they commute to the big city. Uh, and now that everyone's staying home, they have their community coffee shop and, um, it's no longer a a morning thing. It's kind of an all day thing. Um, In Wake Forest, which is down the road from the Roseville shop. This is the original location. Um, It's in a a college town. It's a small town, but um, there's not a lot of coffee there as well. So folks have really, um, you know, were drawn to us when we, when we started there and that continues to shine. And it's, it's it's amazing. Uh, Our downtown Raleigh area, Raleigh is the capital of North Carolina. Um, When the shutdown happened, uh, everyone went home and no one was downtown. It was, it was really bizarre to, to be downtown and there's no traffic. Uh, People are like walking their dogs. It's, it was something out of a movie. It was so bizarre. Uh, And that cafe struggled a lot, 90% down. Um, But as people started to come back uh, to downtown, we're starting to see those numbers come up. Um, So um, you you still have people, you know, going to the, the chains like, you know, Starbucks or, or Caribou. But um, with your, your community coffee shop, uh, folks are really supporting. Not, not even just us, other other cafes in, in the area are community-based. And um, folks are really supporting uh, that, that um, you know, that small business, kind of that feel of white community. So uh, I think that being one of our core values, community um we're really seeing um, you know you know the return on that investment in in the community and, and people are really appreciating us so and we love that yeah
0: that's that's amazing to hear and and I'm personally convinced that that's something we're gonna that's gonna stay so even if we we go back to some kind of normal eventually I think there's actually a a, a clear transition there and We've seen, I think, the, the first kind of numbers are out in terms of how coffee shops has performed in Europe during this time as well. And it's really interesting because it's very clear that the coffee shops that stayed open during the initial quarantine, even though serving takeaway or you know not having any seating, um, have actually benefited significantly once we opened up again. Whereas
1: the coffee shops has been closed,
0: people are not returning to it
1: yeah and and that's what coffee was all about in the beginning, right this kind of community thing where people are gathering around and having coffee and and uh, discussing whatever and and just coming together and uh, I mean, what better time to do something like that during a a lockdown being shut away from uh, people uh, from society mm-hmm. from you know our daily routines and 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 being connected with folks so when you know People were really able to come back out it they, they really did come out and represent and it's been awesome and that, it's really cool to see that happen you know across the country uh, and you know internationally too so um it's it's awesome that uh we're coming back around to that, that that thing that coffee was all about in the beginning in the that traditional Ethiopian coffee ceremony you know
0: yeah i want to want to move on here and I want to have a closer look because you mentioned something that almost every Roastery owner on this podcast I mentioned as well, where online sales is going up, right? That's one of the clear indications of this kind of initial lockdown. And, and I'm wondering how you guys, have you been able to deal with it? I know personally that the infrastructure, logistic is quite different dealing with a lot of private sales versus for example, larger wholesale customers. Um, have you guys done any business strategic choices to focus more online as a result of this as well? Or is it kind of business as usual?
1: Um, it took us by surprise. We, we, we didn't expect it at all. We actually ran out of our uh, custom 12-ounce uh, bags. Uh, oh, we wow. had to get temporary bags just to keep up. And um, during that time, you know, I, I decided to do a lot of, like, how-to videos. Um, uh, folks have done Instagram Lives. Let's do a Zoom meeting on how to brew coffee at home. Um, and right now, we, we really don't see an in in the near future of this pandemic. So we're moving all of our education courses online and we're developing um, those classes because we started doing um, home brewing classes in the cafe um, and home espresso classes as well. And we were just about to get into like home roasting and then the lockdown happened. And um, yeah, we, we can't even really cup together anymore. We're trying to figure out how to do that. We, we normally cup with our staff on a regular basis. Um, and so right now it's just like Colin, and myself cupping. And even that's weird because we all have our own bowls and <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. So. Uh, we're, we're trying to figure out this whole, like, education because that's, that was a big part of both um, me and Kyle's background, like, mm. and and we want to continue that with, with our staff, with our, our customers, our, our wholesale customers. Um, and, we, yeah, it's that, that's that's one thing that I'm struggling with right now. It's like, I can't even cup with you, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. horrible. Um, so we, we're trying to figure that out now uh, as, as a company. Do you, do you see that as, and because um, uh,
0: I had a similar conversation uh, regarding online classes with uh, with Sasa from Product Origin and ONA in Australia, and he said he was quite excited about it, right? I mean, he saw it as a new opportunity. There's a lot of just discussions about how can we, to some degree, make the, the coffee industry more virtual. So this, I talked to um, uh, Nadine that has Primavera in Guatemala and the exporting company, and they're not going to do an origin trips next year, um, but they're going to do this virtual farm experience, right? So there seems to be this new kind of level of, uh, you know, media content in coffee, which which is also kind of interesting, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, even even my kids are, are doing classes online now. It's it's, <laughs> it's crazy virtual learning. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's what we're working on as well. So. Uh, we want to continue that 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 educational component of our company
0: what have been yeah what have what have been the main um i know it's hard to boil down. i'm trying to do it myself and, and we're still very much kind of in the middle of it. But if you want to as, as someone seemingly as it sounds, you, you've been through, you know, a relatively um, positive outcome so far COVID-19 as in as in as a company, you've been able to handle it very well. What's well, been the kind of main lessons and, and if you want to do some kind of bullet points on, you know, what do you recommend others that are, are going through a tough time now to, to think about to make sure they come out of um, this
1: whole process in a more successful way? Um, I mean, the biggest thing is to, I mean, it's it's very stressful. It's it's very scary, but um, not to let the fear uh, of what could happen uh, take over you because then we're not making rational decisions. Um, The key is to keep a level head, uh, especially if you have a staff, because if you're stressed out and freaking out, they're going to be freaked out as well. Um, I've actually seen a company fall apart because uh, the leadership was just so fearful of what is happening and everything just fell apart. Um, so keep a level head so you can make, you know, conscious, educated, smart decisions uh, moving forward. Um, and, you know, even before COVID when I first started in coffee, I always saw that your your people and your product are your, your, Number two, you're two things that are going to keep your business afloat. Uh, if you take care of your people, um, you, they will take care of your business for you. And if you take care of that product, then the customers will continue to come. So um, take care of the product and take care of your people. And and if you focus on those things, I, I believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason. If you can just find that silver lining, I mean, we were hit by so much in the U.S. with with COVID, with um, the protesting, this whole political issue that's happening right now. Um, but there's a silver lining in everything, I believe. So uh, just take t- t- take care of your people, and that's what it's all about. I think. So.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a great reminder to to everyone, right? And and I mean, as we talked about before, as well, it's pretty clear that we have companies that haven't taken care of their people already before this right so hopefully it's a it's a wake-up call uh, for for everyone Um, one of the the questions I always like to ask um, in in the end of each session here is and I know it's a it's a kind of a tough one but what where do you think the industry is gonna move from here Um, what can we see in 2021 is there a is there a post-covid-19 scenario or is it just impossible predict to predict, and
1: we should all take it kind of day by day. <laughs> but that's, that is a tough question. Um, I, I, I see great things happening in twenty twenty one. Of course, I said that for twenty twenty, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which, which to be fair, in your case have been kind of true, right? I mean, from from what I hear, you guys have been you know taking a lot of decisions that is actually improving and, and making sure that you guys are coming out of stronger than than before right so to some degree that's still true
1: yeah and i mean great things have happened in in 2020 Uh, some of them have been terribly great but um, i I think 2021 especially for especially coffee industry uh, folks have been through so much that um, it has brought a lot of us closer together Um, it has brought us to focus more on each other instead of ourselves. And I think that's gonna be a great place to start growing for 2021. Um, Folks are struggling, but we're also looking for answers for solutions. And as long as folks don't give up, I think 2021 is gonna be a a better year um, as we move forward. So uh, for the industry, uh, I mean, we have some great people in the industry all over the world, and a lot of folks are doing some really positive stuff. Um, and it, if that keeps going, man, it, it's only going to go up from here, right? It's got to. <laughs> yeah,
0: f- fair enough, right? And, and, and also a, a very positive outlook on on what's to come, right? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sneak in one more question here because um, I think um, both you and me share a common interest in coffee competitions um you know you, you as a company as well is doing extremely well and it's not just you as a person um but from maybe i'm i got this wrong but i read somewhere that this the u.s is canceling for two years is that true
1: yes yeah, so we lost this year and we are going to um like andre allen won a breeze competition and um She's going to be the champion for twenty twenty one, so we wouldn't have a competition at all. And then I just recently heard that they moved um, the expo that was going to be in March, April to October, so that pushes it back another uh, year, so two years down. Yeah, sure.
0: That's gonna be this gonna be interesting to see the effect that has on the American competition scene. No?
1: Yeah, it, and, and we were in a position to help more people this year uh, than last year. We helped eight baristas or um, well, nine baristas, and eight made it to, to nationals. Um, we were looking forward to helping more this year. And so I, I don't know what's going to happen, man. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, I've <laughs> yeah, my entire coffee career has been um, kind of wrapped in, in competition. So uh, whether I was competing or not, or volunteering, uh, it hasn't been a year that I haven't been at the competition. So it's, it's, this is wild. And and that's actually sparked us to like, well, let's do a virtual competition. And uh, we, for our birthday, our third year birthday this year, we, um, we, we launched a, a birthday competition where we, we had, um, 300 people register, um, you get five coffees and you have to determine, um, the origin, the processing. And yeah, it's, it's really cool because we we were just sitting around the office. like, I, how can we do a competition? And it just popped in our head and we we're like, well, let's reach out to Slayer and Malconig and Slayer threw in a one group, uh, espresso machine. Uh, Malconig donated a E E 65 S grinder. Uh, we're giving um, a year subscription to, to black and white um, Pacific Barista series is giving a, um, a year supply of alternative drink and, um, and, and the uh, oh, Pacific is also our um, coffee and shipping sponsor. So that allowed us to give the entire $50 per registrant to grounds for health. So we raised 15 grand, which is amazing. Grounds for helps they do um, uh, cervical cancer screening in coffee producing countries. And they have two projects running, one in Ethiopia, one in Kenya. And when we announced that, VMCO, they customized espresso machines, and they reached out to us and said, hey, whoever wins will customize their one-groups there. (laughs) And this was amazing. We had, like, we just decided to do this competition, and in a week's time, we had all these people just donate, oh, slow pour they donated stuff, uh, created code, donated cups. Um, so whoever wins this is going to basically get a whole cafe.
0: <laughs> I mean that that is true. That is truly amazing, and I think it's a it's a great way to also to also wrap up this conversation with an inspiring project, uh, inspiring story. And, and I just want to personally also thank you for um, so clearly showing that there's something positive coming out of everything, and that there's actually um, there's a lot of good stuff happening now. Uh, in the world right and as you say like it's a reminder to us all that this industry is um, founded and including some amazing people right and if we all kind of come together we share our story and we work on this we're going to come out much much stronger than we than we ever were before and um, that's it's a really inspiring story and and thank you very much for for dedicating some time for us as well
1: Well, thank you for reaching out man glad we finally made made that connection (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's super thank you very
0: much Thank you for listening. This product has been brought to you by April Media, which is an unfiltered view on the coffee industry powered by our Patreon supporters. Uh, We would love it if you share these episodes, subscribe to our channels, and if you want to be a part of building this, please join our Patreon. Thank you again.